Did you set the house on fire? Did you get your sister pregnant? Did you sell your grandma's kidney just for fun? You're a menace, you're a bastard, you're a son of a bitch. What is the worst thing? Worst thing? Worst thing you ever done? Worst thing you've ever done. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the distinct honor of sitting with one of my elder friends way back in the DAY. You go by Michael Lyons. That's correct. That's Sorry. correct. Yes, it is. I'm so happy to be here. You're here in the house. Well, yes. technically, I'm here in the house. Well, welcome. It's gl- I'm, I'm happy to be here. I, I love what you've done with the place. Thank you. I've been putting a lot of hard work into Where it. are your parents? Dead. Uh, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. It is, yeah. Um, they were supposed to come back and they haven't. So I think, I don't, I may be disowned, I'm not sure. So they, they were supposed to come back but they didn't come? Yeah, they were like, no, we're going to come back for the holidays. And I'm sure with COVID and everything that played a part. Um, but they, they're also have made it very clear that they're not coming back during the summer, which they were supposed to. And they're, they're now fully vaccinated and can totally come up. They're just not. <laughs> Do you have anywhere to put them? They don't even have a place to stay. Yeah, no, I have um, two. I sound like a like a fucking snob. I have two guest rooms. <laughs> <laughs> you have two guest rooms? <laughs> yes, I have two. <laughs> well, let's just discuss. I've known you now for, I feel like, eight-ish, seven-ish? Maybe. I'm very unsure. Years? I, I kind of remember when I met you, though, mm-hmm. because... I had contracted something called Kaksaki. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar? Oh, very. <laughs> well, for people who don't know, it's a disease that children get yes. uh, from the, at the public pool, yeah. usually from feces. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it, it, it forces uh, you to g- g- acquire a fever and get blisters on your tongue and your lips. It makes it impossible to eat because it feels like someone punched you in the mouth and you lose a lot of weight real fast. And I did. And I looked so good amazing i would i would tell anyone if you need to just eat child feces to look thinner that's the route to go but i was gonna say how did you contract this and what does this have to do with me oh i met you <laughs> i specifically remember be, having a fever and losing all the weight around the time i met you oh okay so, so i think two walk hand in hand i um i can't remember the exact time i met you but i remember my first memory oh go please and i think this memory there's two things that i want to tell you um i think this memory perfectly exemplifies who you are as a human being (laughs) so um as people may know you um guest starred several times on my web series forever hold your peace and i remember distinctly the first time you were filming with us and you walked into my apartment and i don't know exactly what you said but you were basically like You walked in, you just blew into the room, you made an announcement about all of the changes you were going to make to my (laughs) script. (laughs) Like, you didn't even say hello. Like, you just started announcing... Did I know you yet? I I feel like no. Maybe we only knew each other through people. And you started announcing, and I'm just standing there listening to you, and you tell me everything you're going to change, the lines, your character, everything. Does he have an accent? And, and then you stop and you said something like, what do you think? And I remember I said to you, how about you just read the lines? 
And you went, all right, that works. Um, so I felt like that's like quintessential Brendan. That was, um, you but, really brought me back. I kind of remember that. I have to say, I was listening to something else that's also very you, since we're talking about things that are very you. I think it was in, I want to say it's the third episode that you just released of, of this wonderful podcast. And you said something and I roared with laughter and I wrote it down so that I could remember. You actually asked a therapist if you should be keeping a journal. Yes. You did not, you were not instructed. You came up with the idea that maybe you should be writing a journal and then asked the therapist if that's something that you should be doing. And that's just very you. I came up with my own homework. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, um, Michael, you're very talented. I, I love to gravitate toward boys who are both tortured and talented. <laughs> and that's you. And I, I remember really wanting to just work on something with you. And I feel like there are friends and then there are people that you actually accomplish something with. And you're one of those people who uh, you actually do things. You actually get things done. And oh my God, your dog is so cute. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's gonna make. We some have noise. a dog here. His name is Jake, and uh, he needs attention. For, Don't for, we all? Forget. Maybe I'll um pick him up. No. Okay. Okay. No. Well, um, moments ago, before we began, yes. um, I had asked you like, which way do you want to go here? Do yeah. you do you want me to go first? You go first. And my before we begin, I just wanted to ask you like. Uh, point blank, uh, you and your partner, are you c- going to be adopting? We're going to be adopting? Um, I don't know. I'm sure he would love to. Right. Um, uh, well, I think he would, he would love to have children or a, a child mm-hmm. um, at least. Um, but I think he would prefer to go a, a route of like maybe a, sur- a surrogate mm-hmm. if we could. Um, but See, if, if, I could, if they could just come like with insurance like, and 20-something <laughs> years old, like... If I could just be someone's grandparent, that, that would be better. I get along with teenagers very, very right. well. Um, so, um, this dog. Um, so I get along with teenagers very well. Um, children frighten me, um, but I would love teenagers. At the same time, I feel like uh, doing a good deed, like you should adopt, rather than like sort of like. Have... Be careful with the good deeds you pull, because that's what my story is about. Uh oh. So <laughs> I agree with you. I think. Teens are great. I think they're wonderful. Like when they're half your age, it's even it's even cooler. Right. I don't mean that the way that it sounds. I just like I actually as I'm even starting to tell this story, mm-hmm. um, I remember um, before the story took place, my partner Craig even said to me, um, "You really shouldn't have like teenage friends, especially not in your phone, especially not texting you, especially not first naming you. You kind of have to set a boundary." Yes. And I just brushed him off like. You don't know me. You don't know my life. You don't know how close I am with these kids. They look at me like, what eh, are them? I'm a hero, you know. And I, I have all this experience, and all they can draw on it whenever they need. And sure. I'm happy to like delve it out. Mm-hmm. So um, I was very friendly with all these kids, these teens that we did theater with at the theater. Right. And you know, you have your favorites, the ones that like, oh God, you just hold your heart and you think one day, like they're just going to not only be a heartbreaker, but they're going to be a triple threat and they're going to make it. And mm-hmm. maybe they'll look back one day and like, think of me and be like, he, he really, he, he set me in the right inspired direction, inspired me, me to, be, me. to be who right, I am. Right. right. So one of them 
is some girl by the name of Tori, who I just, we clicked the moment we met, we became too close. I would always tell her jokes. She would tell me jokes. And it was just, it was very clear to everybody that like we had a very special bond, Tori and I. And um, wise beyond her years, just a good kid. Um, could tell you anything, you could tell her anything. And like, all was well until one day, um, it must have been about noon. I was home from work, puttering around the apartment, enjoying the weather, and my phone kept ringing, and it was Tori. And I, finally, after the third time, because I didn't want to be bothered by these kids sometimes, I picked up the phone and I said, aren't you supposed to be in school? Like, sure. it's noon. Why do you keep calling me? And she was very upset, and she, was, she couldn't even formulate a sentence. She mm. was so upset. And I, she's blubbering, and I'm like, Tori, you want to like get it out? And finally, she starts to get it out. She's blubbering. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, Could it be so bad? I'm like, What are you pregnant? And that makes her cry all over again. Uh -huh. I realize, okay, maybe I take just like a step back, let her, you know, get sure. her, get her bearings, get it out there. Because what could she possibly have to say that's so bad? And she proceeds to tell me that she did something dumb. I can tell you already, you should have just listened to Craig, but go ahead. Mm. <laughs> I could hear my own mother in my head saying, you're playing a dangerous game. Yes, sir. So she tells me that she did something dumb. She allowed somebody that she didn't know to come over to her parents' house recently after oh. they were asleep. Okay. And she let him in and they did stuff okay stuff downstairs while her family was asleep and she might have allowed him to have evidence of this stuff oh. and i said stop right there uh -huh. i said first of all that's illegal that is pornography mm -hmm. and right. you are underage and she's very upset about this mm -hmm. so i knew now is not the time to like preach mm -hmm. so i'm like tell me more so sure. she's telling me that like this guy is threatening her that he wants to do it again and if she doesn't do it he's going to create an instagram account with mm -hmm. these photos and just start friending all her friends and she's so scared and she's so upset that this is going to happen because she doesn't know him right and in that moment michael i mean you know, you hear about these things on the news all the time mm -hmm. about like some kid who couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And you never think, oh God, it'll happen to someone I know, you mm -hmm. know? And then I thought like, I may never have kids, but like, what would I do? And in that moment, all I could think was she definitely came to the right person mm -hmm. <laughs> because I can think of any of the others that if they brought this information right. immediately like they would just call their parents so she's crying and i'm think i'm feeling powerless because i'm like what 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 do you want me to do and in that moment i suggested well what do you want me to call this kid and pretend to be your father <laughs> <laughs> and as i said it mm -hmm. michael oh, i like knew a great idea <laughs> <laughs> i knew I knew I was going to do it. Yeah. But then I had to really get in touch with myself and be like, if you do this, you realize you are 
not only overstepping, but it's it, this, this is definitely a, a crime on some level, pretending to be somebody's father. But at the same time, I ask you, what else am I supposed to do, right? It's for a good cause. <laughs> I want the goodwill. <laughs> so I said, Get, <laughs> give me his number. She says, what are you going to say? I said, we're past that point. I said, you don't get to ask me questions yeah. anymore. Yeah. You're just going to go with what I do. And when I tell you it's okay, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So I was dripping sweat. I'm walking around my apartment, psyching myself out, like, yeah. oh my God, how am I going to fucking do this? And I determined the best thing to do if I were a parent who was serious, I would go to the police. Right. But that would require, like, a second voice. Mm. So, (laughs) on the spot, I decide, not only am I going to be someone's father, Mm -hmm. but I'm also going to be the police officer that I'm talking to. This is a great acting exercise. I, this is improv. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is kamikaze improv. Like, yeah. I literally have, like, a gun to my head. This is thrilling. So I get this guy's phone number, and I start calling. Of course, he doesn't answer. So I proceed to call him 20 times in a row, like, to prove that, like, I mean business. Yes. And I, le- I keep leaving voicemails with every call, yep. letting him know, you better pick up the phone. Right. You better pick up the phone. I'm right. standing here with officer. I think I said, like... Berlikoff here of the blah 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 police department. You better pick up the phone because the Berlikoff. next yeah. Where did you come up with that? That was <laughs> the name that? of some guy that I think I knew <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> who might know Kevin Patrick, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> anyway, but I digress. So finally, after like twenty times, yes. I guess the kid got the message and he answered the phone. Okay, so he answers. He answers the phone. Okay. And I said, and I really kind of had to get in, in, in touch with that, if you will, masculine energy that we all have. It's sure. there. You just yeah. have to find it. Right. It's there. And I think I said to him like, all right, you fucking punk. You want to pick on my fucking daughter? Well, now I'm here at the blah, blah, blah police station talking to Officer Berlikoff. Now you can talk to him about how you're threatening my fucking daughter with these fucking pictures that you took of her. And let me tell you, I'm going to lay into her later. But I heard that you are threat. Like, I really let him know that I was aware. Yes. And Officer Berlikoff was aware. And we have your name. And we have your phone number. And we know where you live. That's right. And... I said to him, let me put him on the phone with you. So I literally in that moment like changed my voice because I had to like bring it on home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is Officer Berlikoff at the blah, blah, blah. You sound just like I him. I sound just like him. Police station. And I want you to know what you're threatening is actually a crime. You know, I, I, it, it, yeah. the kid was scared. Yeah. I could hear it on the phone. Good. And he goes, I, it was just a joke. I, I, I promise I wasn't going to do that. And I said, you know she's underage. She's underage. You're doing this to a kid who's underage? I said, that's pornography. Do you know what that means? Like, I really, I let it all out. Yeah. To a point where he wasn't really speaking, but I could hear him breathing. Yeah, you yeah. know? And I said, you know what, officer? 
I do want to press charges. This is not going to go away. I've heard about things like this. It's not going to go away. And I heard the kid on the phone going, sir, I, I, I apologize. I, I, will, I will delete her number from my phone right now. I swear to God, I will never, ever text her again. I apologize. I didn't mean it. I just, I really thought that like I was being tough and I, I, I apologize and I'm sorry and it'll never happen again. Just please don't involve my parents. And I'm like, you, you fucking punk, you better leave my fucking kid alone because next time I, I don't know what I'm going to do to you. And I have Officer Berlikoff in the background going, let me talk to the kid one more time, you know. <laughs> it was an acting exercise. And I mean, I was sweating bullets, Michael. So finally I said to him, you, you, you tell her right now you're deleting those pictures and I don't ever want to hear about this again. And he was like, I promise uh, you'll never hear from me again. I won't, I won't mess. Just please, uh, I, let's squash this. Please, sir, can we please squash this? And I'm like, oh, you know, you want to squash this, you big man. You're threatening my daughter. You're going to... I really rehashed. Yeah. I wanted to rehash just one more time yeah. <laughs> so that we were all on the same page. So he swears that nothing's going to come from this. So I hung up the phone. And Michael, I mean, I had to like wring my shirt out. I had sweat so much. So after I walked around the room and caught my breath, because right. it wasn't easy, no. I called her real quick and I'm like, I think we're good. And she says, I think so too. She goes, he just messaged me. I'm sorry. I'll leave you alone. Please. Can we just squash this? And I'm like, that's what he said on the phone to me. And she wow. goes, what do I do now? I went, nothing. Yeah. I said, know what you do? Grow the fuck up. So I don't ever have to do this again. <laughs> she goes, heard, understood. I got it. I was like, I'm not mad at you, but we will talk later. And she's like, okay. You're still in this dad character. <laughs> so I was thinking that I was going to keep this to myself. No way. I couldn't. How am I not going to tell... Craig, like what happened? Because I mean, like it, it was like being in a car accident. Sure. How do you lie about that? You have to tell someone. So when he comes home, <laughs> you immediately, as he walked in, he's like, oh God, what happened? And I'm like, let me make you a drink. <laughs> Sit down. So as I start telling him, he's like flipping out. Yeah. And I kept saying to him, because he kept saying, no, we're, this is not over. I'm going to contact. I'm like, no, you're not. You are not. I said, I've handled it. It's over. Oh, so he wants to follow He through. wanted to follow through with it because wow. it was illegal. And he even said three or four times, yeah. they really picked the right one. He's like, wow, they really snowed you. I'm like, no, no, no. I said, nobody snowed me. Mm-hmm. I did it on my own. And as it, I took it, the problem into my own hands. And he's like, well, now I can't do anything. He goes, because you did do something right. also <laughs> illegal. He's like, what is wrong with you? Anyway, he proceeds to browbeat me. For a good 10 minutes. And, but, eventually, and maybe he won't admit to it, but, because he is a good person. Mm -hmm. He did at one point say, you just can't help yourself, can you? (laughs) And I said, no. And he goes, has it occurred to you that, like, you do things that most people would not do. And it doesn't matter what the ends of the means are. Like, you don't see things very clearly sometimes. And I said, no, I agree with you. I, I agree. And I, as I did it, I knew that it was the wrong mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. I said, but like sometimes like you have to do something wrong. Knowing that you're doing something wrong 
because the alternative is 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 too is too difficult to leap over. Yeah. And I kept thinking, like, if I don't do this, there is a possibility that something horrible could happen. And, like, I, I don't want to be... I, I'd rather... Lucille Ball says, I'd rather look back and regret the things that I did mm-hmm. rather than the things that I didn't do. Right. And um, that stuck with me. And that is definitely... One of the worst things I've ever done. <laughs> we can laugh about it now. Well, you know, I, maybe it's easy for me to say, listening now and with hindsight. Um, but it's... Uh, feels in a very moral way that you did something really good, though. I don't... Maybe my morals are very... <laughs> I You know, and I get it, but... Think of, you know, it's like if you followed uh, whatever rules or whatever that we're supposed to follow, right? What red tape would have gotten in the way, right? Um, Would authorities have handled it appropriately to, like, satisfy or, like, really help this person? So, like, in a way, and of course I could say it in hindsight, I mean, you squashed it immediately. (laughs) I squashed it. And you helped someone. So... You know, I'll, I'll be the little devil on your shoulder and I say a good job. Oh, thanks, Mike. <laughs> well, we're going to take a little break. We're going to pet Jakey. And when we come back, Michael's going to tell us a little story. How exciting is that? And we're back! <laughs> we are delightfully sitting here having some cocktails. Michael's having a... Uh, Gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Yeah. And I'm having a little Jack and Ginge. Delish. Yeah. His dog, adorable. Looks like a little Ad- lamb. Adorable but annoying. He's sitting in his lap. Be honest. No, I think he's just yeah. adorable. Okay. Just don't bark. Oh, Michael. Okay. So. The time has come. All right. So, Brendan, I'm going to tell you a tale about a prank that goes horribly wrong. It is a story about how we don't really know what's going on inside of someone. And the most devastating part, if it's not bad enough, is the horrific loss of a delicious soft drink. (laughs) Which, Which drink? An ice cold Sprite from McDonald's. Oh. I know. Have you noticed sometimes like when you go on vacation, they spritz the air with what must be Sprite? (laughs) (laughs) I have not. Well, next time you go, if ever you go on vacation, I want you to smell the air and think of me. I will think of you. (laughs) I want you to think of Sprite. Absolutely. So I say that and it's funny. I thought of, I was thinking of, um, I've done many bad things. Um, and w- I thought of this because I felt it was entertaining and could be told in a lighthearted way. However, mm-hmm. when I think about it, I feel the most guilt. Ooh. And that's why I picked this story. So it starts out uh, with 
five friends. I am one of them. And they are in college and they're driving around in a car. Uh, we used to love to just like pile into my friend's car. We would drive around all night, maybe go out to eat, but really just like drive on the highways with the windows down, blasting music, being stupid, just enjoying ourselves. So we're doing that all night long, having a, a grand old time. And it starts getting late and we decide, you know, let's, let's stop, we'll head back home. So we always met at the house of our friend who I will call Alice, okay? So we meet at, uh, we always meet at Alice's house and then our friend Tracy picks us up and would drive us around. So Tracy's bringing us back to Alice's house. We, we get there, it's time to say goodbye. And Tracy driving says, oh, you know what? I just really feel getting something to eat and drink, like a little snack, like a late night snack. And Alice says, Oh, you know what? I've really been thinking about that too. I really could use a nice ice cold Sprite. Mm. And Tracy says, um, let's run to McDonald's and just get like a little something. And, and they're, they're there, you know, plotting out this like delicious little nosh. Yeah, like midnight snack that they're going to have. And the other three of us were like, okay, you know, we're, we're going to go home. We get out of the car and uh, our friend will call him Brad. Um, Brad uh, had the car that, that brought us there. So Brad's going to drive me and another friend home from, from Alice's house. So we get in the car and Tracy and Alice drive away to get their delicious meal. And we're in Brad's car. And Brad says to me and my other friend, what do you say we drive my car up the street? Park it. <laughs> <laughs> it's already great. Walk back down to Alice's house and wait for her and let's scare the shit out of Alice. <laughs> Obviously sounds like a great idea, it's a great plan. right? So what we, else are you doing? You could be sleeping. Exactly. So we agree. So we drive up the street. Hide the car. the car. We hide the car. We walk down to Alice's house. We go, you know, we're like hiding on the, on the side of Alice's house behind like this big pine tree that's there or whatever. And we, we invested a lot of time. We waited. What did you do while you were waiting? We just hung out, just hung out. And like sort of, we started thinking about like, okay, who's going to do what? We started right, like plotting, right. you know? So we have, we have this whole thing. This makes me think of like, um, do you like scary movies? Yes. So I'm in charge of the pine tree limbs. Another friend. In is, charge? Oh, yes. Because. <laughs> because Brendan. In charge? This is going to be a production. Okay. Okay. This is going to be a grand theatrical scare. Okay. So we each have our jobs and our role. Okay. So after a long time, Tracy pulls on up, dropping Alice off. Alice comes out. She's got a big Sprite from McDonald's. <laughs> got a little bag. I don't know what's in it. Maybe some fries. We can Apple imagine. Pie. Yeah, some, just something delicious. No, it's, a, it's something she really wanted. <laughs> okay. Mandarin chicken salad. So she, get, she gets out of the car. Tra oh, bye, Tracy. Oh, bye. bye, Alice. Tracy drives off. Okay, Alice is alone. All right, it's after midnight. Dark. Not a sound. Okay. Alice starts walking towards her house and I move the pine tree limb. Just rustle it. Rustle, 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 rustle. And Alice sort of starts slowing down. Did she hear something? Did she maybe see the, the tree limb move? She's no. not. Yeah, she's not sure. It's, just, it's my imagination. But there's a hesitation. <laughs> 
keeps walking. I rustle again, this time more dramatically, louder. She's closer. A rumble, rumble, rumble. Yeah. Alice stops because Alice, Alice has seen it move. Right. And when Alice saw it move, the limb stopped moving. <laughs> so whatever is behind the tree or in the tree or whatever this is, is aware of Alice. <laughs> so Alice just sort of stops. Is it my shadow? And you see the gears turning. Uh-huh. Okay. Do I hurry to my house? Is this dangerous? Am I crazy? Should, should I? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Poor Alice. Okay, so Alice. Her apple pie. Alice starts walking faster, obviously. <laughs> and up the driveway. Up, up the driveway, and she's getting close to the front steps of her, her home. The tree limb is starting to shake, and she's starting to panic, and suddenly a pine cone is thrown out by someone, and it makes a noise, and she sees it. <laughs> Through a pine cone? Yes, and, and uh, the, the air is electric, no, okay? You with You can, nice. yes, and she sticks her key in that keyhole, and you could tell this, it's not going, this it's woman's not going. about to, to break, and she is trying to juggle the, the, the sprite, sprite and the bag and get the key in the door. And I'm Brad, over her shoulder. That's, uh, that's right. And it all comes to a head and Brad runs out with this like animal Whoa! scream. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. And Alice lets out this roar of terror and launches her sprite at Brad. <laughs> pegs him in the chest hard enough that he is knocked completely on his back on the lawn. The sprite explodes. It is everywhere. New Year's. Everywhere. Pop bottles. And she's screaming. And we all come out and we're laughing Ah! and laughing. Alice is not laughing. Alice finishes unlocking her door, gets into her house, and slams the door shut. We are obviously still laughing. We're having a great time. Okay. Brad is like, okay, wait a second, let me call her. Let me now call her I kind of want to sprite myself. <laughs> he's so, he's turning, he's like, I have a sprite all over me. Right, we're laughing about that. You're wet, oh, serves you right, you ran after her. Ha, 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 she hit you. We're all laughing. Okay, all right, but she went in, she slammed the door. Let's just like, hey, you know, are we cool? Everything's fine, yeah, right? Before you hang out next time. That's sure right. You know. So he, call, he calls her up on the spot. We're on the front lawn, yeah. right? She picks up the phone, and you can see her. Her in the window? She's still, her silhouette <laughs> is in the window of the door. So her back is against the front door. She's standing there, and she takes the call. <laughs> and, yes, the call. And, and Alice is composed as all hell. So she says, hello? yes, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Alice. And, and <laughs> Alice here. And Brad says, you know, Alice. Uh, Who may I ask this? Like, <laughs> how may I direct this how call? How may I direct this call? <laughs> Would you like to leave a message? So Brad's like, Alice, it, it's Me, us. your friend. Are you, are you all right? And she says, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And he says, <sighs> are you mad? Like you just, you went in the house and slammed the door. No, I'm, I'm not mad. No. And he's like, all right, all right, everything's okay? Like, that was really funny. <laughs> you know, and he still started chuckling. And she, she's Soaking like, wet. Yeah, and she's like, everything's fine. Cool. He says, you got me. all right. And she's like, okay, bye. And she hangs up, and he hangs up. And then the most guttural moan and cry comes out of Alice's house. And, oh, God. and we can see her 
Was her house built on an Indian burial ground? Slumped against the door, <laughs> and she's... I, I, the, the, the moan, Brendan, I don't know if you've ever had the experience, but it was like when a mother throws herself on her child's casket and is oh screaming. Speaking of caskets, one time on a family vacation, <laughs> I was hiding in the wheel well in the back of the station wagon for hours. And at one point, I guess my mother turned around in the station wagon and didn't see me and thought that they left me back at the last like rest stop because she, in her mind, she doesn't remember seeing me in the car and perhaps they left me at the last, I was hiding sure. in, in the, the tire wheel well. And I heard that very sound that you just described yes. of her wailing. I was half asleep because yes. like, you know, the road does that to you sometimes. Yeah. And I remember waking up and like pulling myself out of the mm-hmm. wheel well in the back of the station wagon and her being like, he But you remember the sound. It sticks with you, right? It, it, it's not a sound that you forget. No, it's almost animal. It's the primal, right? And that happened. And my stomach sank when I heard that. And I, I did apologize that night. Yes. For sure. Um, I'm not entirely sure if the others apologized. I'm just saying, but I did. Um, You're such but, a good boy. Yeah, I tried. Um, yeah, real good after what I did. Um, <laughs> so, but I, still to this day, I don't truly know what triggered that kind of response. And on top of that, I joke about the Sprite. Right. (laughs) But I have to say, that's what really gets me because... That's what she went there for. It was such an innocent, humble sort of thing, like a simple thing that she was going for. An icy cold Sprite. Let me have my Sprite. What an innocent thing, right? And then it, it was ruined. And then to hear her, I could almost cry talking Even about now. it as as silly as it is because i don't know what we did to her I, and i still can't we we triggered something yeah. within her and um and i still i still think about that you, we are you we are knocked f- over her christmas tree yeah yeah we are friends so we, we oh yeah oh yes we uh have never talked about it i mean you know you apologize and right, kind of like right. let things go well you apologize many times yeah but that moment is something that stays with me. Damn. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever bring it up again? No, 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 never again. Has she ever brought it up? No, no. And that's, and that's, it's, that's what's sort of strange because it's interesting because I don't know in that moment, it clearly affected her. Um, but then after apologizing, I don't know then if it's something she moved on from, but yeah, I haven't. Right. You, she's moved on, but you haven't. Right. You know, I'm still sort of like thinking about that moment. You, you really know? are. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. a great story. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be right back to read some of our favorite emails. And, and we're, we're back. back. Oh, Michael, that was a great story. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I was so, thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell, tell it. Uh, we've reached one of my favorite parts of the pod where yes. these out there listeners, right. uh, they send in their horror stories. Um, it's funny because I spent half my day working and half the day uh, kind of piecing through some of these emails. Mm-hmm. And like I always say, like for every five that I just delete, there's one that as you're reading it, you're like, this is it. This yeah. is the one. 
Um, there's a lot of great stories out there. And I think I kind of half-jokingly said to you earlier, um, which to me is not a joke, I really am a modern-day Joe Marsh. Mm-hmm. I'm collecting these <laughs> stories and creating not little women, but like uh, little minions, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I... I'm so honored to share these with you. Like, I'm, like I always do, I'm going to shuffle these uh, two emails and then you decide just by looking um, which one you want to grab. Like, which one is your fancy, Michael? Who could it be? Who could it be? Who could uh, it be? I will take this one. Take it. All right. Once again, the names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Okay. Am I supposed to... Do I, or do I just start here? You can just start there. Okay. I am no longer a bully. <laughs> I feel like if you have to say that, you probably You probably are, are yeah. <laughs> I have two kids now, and I'd beat my kid if they ever did what we did in high school. I mean, that sounds like a bully. Sounds like I'm a bully. Just, I'm just going to say. <laughs> Bullies don't change. They just get older. <laughs> you just beat your kids. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> it is indeed the worst thing I ever did. I'm sorry for it. But it still needs to be told. <laughs> They're sorry, but I'm it just, still needs I, to be told. The judgment I have already. Already? I'm, I'm nervous <laughs> for this person. Okay, but I'll, I'll really try to I'll objectively approach this. I want to tell you about Susie. In our high school, she became a legend, as most legends often do. <laughs> They do do that, don't they? <laughs> she had no idea the influence she had on our lives. No one ever told her, but I'm sure she knows. It all began innocently enough when you're playing as children. Because I had gone to school with her from kindergarten through high school. Okay. When we were young, we used to play Cats Club. The rule of Cat's Club, I would love to know the rules, I've never heard of this, was you had to catch a stray and then named it. Name, where's this person from? <laughs> a real stray? A real, okay. Susie didn't know that behind her back, her playmates would sometimes let some of the strays into her parents' house. I really need to know where these people are from. <laughs> One time, one of the cats climbed up into the attic and stayed there amongst the pink insulation for months before it died of starvation. This is horrific. Okay. High school was not much better for her. On rainy days, she didn't want to get her shoes wet. Her mother would send her to school in what was referred to as shoe booties. Oh, (laughs) Shoe booties! My God, Susie. Which would become her nickname for the next... (laughs) (laughs) Shoe booties, no. Which would become her nickname for the next four years and probably beyond. The teasing got so bad that the culprits, us, <laughs> who applied the nickname, were eventually called into the principal's office and the term shoe booty. <laughs> Became outlawed (laughs) and was determined a phrase, quote unquote, punishable, they said, by expulsion. (laughs) Horrific things, what happened 
to Susie's family. I'm just reading as it's written. It was rumored people would call her house 1-800-COLLECT <laughs> and leave messages that sounded like this. I'm so happy I picked this one. Okay. The messages sounded like this. <clears throat> you have a 1-800-COLLECT call from... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Try it, again. It's really funny. Here we go again. <laughs> Try again. Take two. <clears throat> I say this with a straight face. <clears throat> you have a 1-800-collect call from... Help, it's Susie. I'm being raped. Help. father without fail would always accept the charges <laughs> oh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't breathe hold on oh my god my father would accept her one of our better pranks I, one of I'm your sorry be- after, after that this person <laughs> that's pretty hard to come back from <laughs> Person sounds like they're sort of relishing this. One of our better pranks happened one one Christmas. <laughs> oh, poor Susie. At one a.m., Susie's doorbell was rung, and one of her quote unquote friends informed Susie's mom that Susie had quote left these cigarettes in my car. Can you please give them back to her? <laughs> Now, Brendan, it now says at at this point, you might start to feel sorry for Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Not before, but at this point. But understand Susie didn't do anything to try to stay under the public radar. <laughs> you never do. She, she was asking for it. <laughs> she was asking for she would tell people to never call her house from the hours of 8 to 8.30 p.m. because that is when her friend Murphy, who is a single mother, stops by. Um, what a fucking loser. She was obviously referring to the popular TV show Murphy Brown. That's, <laughs> that's why I paused. I was going to say Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. This person said, what a fucking loser, though. They're still saying, okay. One time, someone tripped her in the hallway, and she retreated to the girl's bathroom to wrap her foot in toilet paper that she wore for the rest of the day. (laughs) She was also quoted as telling people she met and made out with Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell on a Um, cruise that she and her family took. He's a fictional character. Yeah. Oh, um... She would acquire critical acclaim (laughs) her senior year after she told people she met a guy online and then she drove her family's minivan to Virginia to have sex with him. (laughs) 
She told people that sadly, this prospect failed after she returned. She announced that she, quote unquote, had forgotten to have sex. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, what? Had forgotten how to have sex. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> she forgot to have it. She forgot how. To have it. Sometimes Wait. after I have a hard day at work, I forget, I forget to have sex. She forgot how. Do you mean she forget? She forgot to orgasm, or I she just she forgot how to have sex. She forgot to have. She forgot how to have sex. Yeah, no, she forgot to ha- how to have <laughs> sex. I can't even you say can't it because it's so stupid. <laughs> Yo, I'm saying I felt bad for shoe booties at the beginning, at the but I'm beginning. not sure anymore. <laughs> Am I a bully? Okay. Oh, sorry. This go- <laughs> the story goes on to say, not how to orgasm, mind you. She had forgotten how to have sex. They, they really. <laughs> They drove, yeah, they drove the point home. Our writer did drive that point home. Thank you. Okay. Continuing. It was a small consolation years later during graduation for when they said Susie's full name to receive her diploma, the entire high school, (laughs) complete with air horns, (laughs) erupted with applause, (laughs) letting everyone know how much they appreciated and loved her. You can almost see her poor parents wonder, why did we spend so much money on therapy? (laughs) She's the most popular girl in school. (sighs) Many years after college, one night on Christmas Eve, my high school friends and I drove home from midnight mass. So it was late, about 1.30 a.m. We passed by Susie's house and the lights were on. We slowed down and parked in front of their house. Just for old time's sake, we decided to ring the doorbell. (laughs) Susie's mother answered and we gave her an empty pack of cigarettes and let her know, Susie had left these in our car and can you please give them back to her? Susie's mother actually smiled and told us to have a good night. I you know I, I I'm gonna say something that's gonna be unpopular, Brendan. <laughs> what have you ever? But you can almost understand why this happened to her. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. But I'm saying that a bunch of teenagers, I get it. Yeah, she wrapped her foot in toilet paper. Forgot how to have sex. Forgot how to have sex. She met Zach Morris and yeah. Murphy Brown. Yeah. You know, um, on a related note, I did. Spit <laughs> <laughs> up my drink. I did go to school with someone who shall remain nameless, but um, they used to tell us that um, they starred in Annie on Broadway as <laughs> if, as if you couldn't look this information up. Oh. Okay. Not 
not just starred, was Annie. I'm not talking about some, you know, side person. Uh, was Annie and opened the show on Broadway, which you know very well we can look up. And um, it, it made you hate the person. <laughs> also, she would come to school, um, like, dressed up with those, like, arm fishnet shirts. Uh, like, with, like, a, like a rock and roll team. And then she said, oh, I'm sorry, I had to come dressed in my costume because I'm going to New York City to perform at a bar right after school. I sing <laughs> Britney Spears songs. I love rock and roll. Um, and, you know, we all wanted her dead. <laughs> now, if you ever decide to go through and have these children, what are you going to do to make sure... That you, your kid um, blends, blends. Yeah. That's a good word. Look, you can't do anything to make sure your kid's going to blend. So what you have to do, and this is on a serious note, this is the, probably the only time I'm going to be like really serious with yeah. you. You have to make sure your kid knows it can communicate with you at all costs, good or bad, because you can't, you, like we have to, you can't control their personality. They're going to be who they're going to be. And if they're going to stick out like a sore thumb, like, it's going to happen. So in that case, that's why you have to have those open lines of communication. Because if you don't have that, like, that's what hurts kids. When they, when they feel there's no other route to talk to someone. And I'm absolutely terrified about the prospect of just the bullying. That's what I can't... You could, you could fail. This kid could be a dumbass. I don't care what happens, like, with any of that. Do drugs! I don't care! Don't care. It's the bullying that terrifies oh, me. Oh, man. Yeah. I think Ellen DeGeneres said, I'd want to raise a kid like people raise a veal in a crate all by itself, no sunlight, no interaction. I heard that's what she does to some of her workers. <laughs> in between uh, drinking marijuana mm-hmm. uh, drinks and driving yes. her wife to the hospital. Yes, of course. Well, on that note, we're going to make another drink. And when we come back, I'm going to read you email number two. And, and we're, we're back. back. That was decent harmony. I mean, I, I noticed that you kind of took the low. It, um, this is, that's not my thing. You're really getting a lot out of me by asking <laughs> me to do this. You should be very appreciative. But that's what my first thing I want to say to you is it's just been such a delight working with you on this project. And right from the get-go, I knew that we would really have something great to say. And... I look forward to more opportunities like this. Uh, I always said that I, what I want to do is get the 10 episodes done, see how I feel about it, and go on. Right now, it's going very well. I love my listeners. I love their emails. Um, and the little messages that I get kind of on the side from people who I never expected to even like listen right. to this podcast. And I think what's great about it is like there's a little something for everyone. You get to hear a piece of me, my guest, and then there's these stories from these complete yes. strangers like who have been... I guess sitting on this nonsense for uh, who knows how long. Yeah. So without further ado, <clears throat> this is from Bradbury. I'm so excited. Bradbury. Bradbury. All right. I was seeing a girl, let's call her Katya, a few years back. She was a pretty dope chick. <laughs> <laughs> she was into my music. <laughs> I'm an artist. <laughs> Do you know anyone like that? I can name a few. Singer, songwriter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. 
And I even wrote her a song. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. We were young. I was in my 20s. I can honestly say I can't even remember what she looks like. <laughs> we went out on a few dates, and the last time I saw her was in court. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why. Oh, <laughs> that's what this is about. Here's why. Okay. Jesus Christ. You think you'd remember her face? I, I could, you know, Brendan, if we were in court together, I'd remember your face afterwards. I gotta say. We were on a date, goofing, smoking up, you know, having a good time. Sure. She was telling me about her brother who worked as a volunteer or something at the town's fire department. I'm not sure if he was an EMT or someone who drove the ambulance or some shit like that. I don't know. It's been so long that that part of the story is fuzzy now. <laughs> I, I just, I'm going to just interrupt real quick because it, I'm guilty as well. But I'm just going to say, like, this person doesn't seem to be paying attention to <laughs> they, they, They're missing the signs. <laughs> they're thinking of themselves. Because, and there are. Their, their music. It's always an artist. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, she told me that he was on duty that night. And we should go stop by and say hi to him because we really had nothing better to do. I've always had a great sense of humor. <laughs> sure. Sure you do. And I don't know why the idea jumped into my head, but I told her, we should mess with him. Let's prank him. It seemed like a great idea at the time. It always <laughs> does. How many stories have <laughs> I told that have included the line, it seemed like a great idea at the time. I can relate to a prank that seems great. You certainly can. really <laughs> <laughs> can. <sighs> so, before we got to the fire station, I told her to get in the trunk. <laughs> The joke was, we were going to pull up to the fire station where they were washing the truck. I get out with this worried expression on my face. And then I'd open my trunk, pick up her lifeless body, and then lay her on the sidewalk and get in my car and drive away. <laughs> That sounds great. <laughs> I want to go on a date with this guy. <laughs> then after a minute, she was supposed to jump up and say, surprise, it was just a joke. <laughs> Holy shit. Didn't something like this happen in Jawbreaker? <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. So we were giddy with anticipation. They <laughs> <laughs> sure were. <laughs> I was so excited. My arms were itching with glue. <laughs> so we pull up. I didn't even stop the car. <laughs> Put it in park. And then I retrieved her lifeless body from the trunk. <laughs> I can't finish. 
I laid her on the sidewalk or their driveway. For good comic effect, I leaned down and kissed her on the lips. (laughs) This was saying goodbye forever. And then I ran back to my car and drove away like a bat out of hell. (laughs) I drove around the block and just laughed my ass off. Now, mind you, I hadn't even met her brother or any of her family. And what a great introduction, right? What a funny first impression. Sure. (laughs) So, when I get back to the fire station, there was about 15 people standing outside, including Katya, who was standing there looking weird and calling me crazy, but it didn't seem like anyone was laughing. (laughs) Oh, no. Moments later, I'm talking to these people trying to explain that it was a joke and we didn't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. Apparently, all of the EMTs didn't find it one bit funny. (laughs) At first, I figured they just couldn't understand the humor. I mean, come on. I dropped off someone's dead sister and drove away. Like, who who would do that? Isn't that just hysterical and insane? (laughs) It is. Very funny. (laughs) In his head, like... (laughs) I don't know if I would do it, but it's funny. (sighs) The next thing I know, the police are there. (laughs) And her brother is powerless to stop them from handcuffing both me and Katya and taking (laughs) us to prison. I remember screaming that they are taking this too far, and I'm sorry, it was a joke, and why is everyone so bent out of shape? It's not like anyone died. (laughs) The next part is so awful and embarrassing. The next part. The next part. The next part is awful and embarrassing. I'm afraid to admit it. Apparently, something very similar to this incident we created really did happen. Oh no. At another fire station. Oh no. So a few months prior, they were all on high alert. And obviously they are trained to spring into action if anything like this starts to seem like it's happening. Oh my God, no. (laughs) (sighs) When the police came, there was no way they were just gonna turn around and go home. Especially since it looked like I still didn't grasp the situation (laughs) wasn't funny. (laughs) Gotta make an example out of you. You're still laughing. When I called my dad, he was so mad at me, he waited two days before he came to bail me out of jail. (laughs) Oh, man. And let me tell you, it's not at all what you hear about on TV. (laughs) It's the last place in the world you want to be. I have never felt worse in my life. But the real trouble had not even happened yet. Because now Katya and I have a court date to explain ourselves. I tried to call Katya to get our story straight. Sure. <laughs> but amazingly, when I called her house, no one would let me talk to her. Can you believe it? <laughs> her father told me she was getting a lawyer. And if I was smart, I would get one too. Get a lawyer? <laughs> 
We didn't even do anything. <laughs> no one got hurt. Why would I need a lawyer? There's just so much to unpack here. <laughs> a few months later, we were in court. And mind you, I haven't seen Katya in months. She won't talk to me or turn my calls. When it was her turn to read from a prepared statement where she asked for the court's forgiveness, her lawyer went out of his way to touch on her good character and good grades in school. And he made special reference to how it was all my idea and she was afraid to say no to me because I was abusive and mean. This was like our third date. <laughs> I'm a great person. <laughs> how many times have I screamed that into the night? <laughs> But you know, I understand why the lawyer said what he said. It didn't matter because we both got a $3,000 fine and community service. I'm just glad I didn't have to do my community service with her. <laughs> I never saw Katya again. And I like to think that at least I got a good song out of her. I mean, what other bright side do I have to look on? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't even know what to say. That's really, it was the, their third date. Third date. Though. That's really soon to do something. Just pull a prank like that? To throw a sprite? Yeah, yeah. that's really. <laughs> <laughs> throw the old sprite? Yeah, that is too soon to throw the old sprite. <laughs> you gotta wait, you like wait. I did, for a long friendship. And ask first if this that's is okay. That's right. That's right. Then, then you destroy your friendship. Question for the rest of your life whether it was okay. That's right. <laughs> Gotta do it the right way. I love in the beginning, I can't even remember what she looks like, but you had to pay $3,000 court fine. Yeah, when you go to court, they have a way of stripping away like the humor and like yeah. making it, I don't know, a felony. Yeah. So I guess, what was that like they, like, I wonder what the actual charges were. I think, like... Is it, like, falsifying, like, something that caused them to call the well, police? Well, when the police come there, um, they're expecting to, like... Sure, uh, Just not. take a report, and, yeah. like, you know, everyone has their dander up, and they're ready to, like, take yeah. this to the next level. And but... you're there joking. And, and he's still and, laughing about and it. And the police were called out right. for an emergency, obviously. Yep. So someone's wow. got to pay for that. Like, the one time in high school where someone pulled the fire alarm three times in one day. <laughs> <laughs> the third time they actually made the entire school sit in the gym while this like fire uh, department um i guess he was high up he was trying so hard not to laugh coming up to the microphone to tell us why you know you need to stop doing this because every time you pull the fire alarm like you take away us from what potentially could be a real fire right. or a real sure. like issue but even he was like giggling as he said it. You guys didn't have the white powder? On no, oh, well, yeah. not that I would know. <laughs> one of them did it. They marked that up, and then you. Like, I saw feel all like your after the second time, it became like, oh yeah, I can do it too. Like mm -hmm. somebody was like a copycat killer. They right. were like, I can do it. Sure. Watch me do it. I'll right. do it right now. Like, who's gonna stop me? I don't. I didn't study for the test. Fuck this shit. <laughs> That's wonderful. It's brilliant. I'm sure my mother still to this day is like, I'm paying. 
$5,000 a year for you to have fun. Well, you went to a private school? Yeah. Oh, you're not a public school kid. No. Oh, were you ever a public school kid? Never. Never. But I tell you, I mean, I've never been to public school, but I can tell you those repressed Catholic school kids, I think they yeah. might be worse. Yeah. Because I don't think a lot of us had like a lot of say in going there. We were like yeah. told early on. I remember being felt, I felt early on, like even in like grade school, mm-hmm. like that's where I'm going. Yeah. Like there was no two ways. My mother had this expression she used to use to kind of get me to do my homework. She would say things like, you're going to feel real bad next year when so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so go up the hill. She'd always say, go up the hill. And I would imagine it, them going up the hill. Turns out those people she would always reference didn't even go to the high school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all motivational to like, oh, get mom. me to try harder and go up the hill. It was like a prison. It really is. And I don't say that lightly because I, I don't think, I mean, Darren and Mr. Bradbury here, mm-hmm. he could tell you what prison is really like. <laughs> Apparently, you don't want to go there. Michael, I want to just tell you real quick about one of the nicer things mm. that has happened. Because I always like to tie up, uh, you know, a story that's terrible with, uh, you know, the positivity. Yeah, tell me something um, good. Well, this story took place a few years ago. I was at the AMP on a lunch break. And I was on the aisle where they sell things like honey. Mm-hmm. And I had a sh- small shopping list that I was, I was buying. And there was a young lady there who had Down syndrome. She worked there and she was wearing the apron. And she was, I'm not sure she was counting or she was writing things on a clipboard or whatever. Um, I don't know if necessarily the job that she had there uh, was... Now, you know, like, something they needed, per se. Like, every now yeah. and then there is a quota that sometimes is filled by just having baggers or people running sure, little absolutely. errands or cleaning yeah. or maybe they um, put the stickers on the fruit or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And I wasn't really paying attention, but at one point she reached up and kind of moved something on the shelf that was like syrup mm-hmm. and moved it, I guess, too fast and it fell, yeah. and it smashed on the ground, Oof. and I, I was just terrible. Sticky syrup all over the yes. ground. And in that moment, um, I, was, I was one of the few people in the aisle, and I was like, I could just walk away. Like, sure. like, the first thing you think is, like, I'll just walk away. Like, that's not my problem. Yeah. But the few people, myself included in the aisle, everyone, like, came to her defense. Mm. She was really upset and she was saying things like oh i can't do anything right and Um, all of us just got around her and i i think i said to her that's my fault i moved it before that's why it fell i'm sorry it's my fault and everybody else like Cooperated this right. story, <laughs> right. and she started to like agree with me. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I'm not saying it's okay to like lie to people, but like, sure. Collectively, all of us decided yeah. that it wasn't a big deal, and she immediately felt better. And at one point, she even like, <laughs> she said to me like, "Try harder next time, you klutz." Like it was, <laughs> it was really, it was not what I was expected, but like it was one of those things where. Complete strangers like came right. to the aid of this situation, and you couldn't have you couldn't have planned it. It just kind of happened, and it wasn't just me because mm-hmm. it, it took it took a village. It took five other people to like right. 
without with nonverbal communication right. to figure out like what needed to like fix this moment. Yes. And I mean, it was such a long time ago, but like it it, st- it sticks with me that every now and then like you just have to go a little further mm-hmm. to like uh, change someone's day, and then in, in, in retrospect, kind of change your own. Yeah. And um, you know, I may never be somebody's father, but I can be a great. Motherfucker. I don't know <laughs> what you want me to say. Um, Michael, it has been so lovely um, doing this with you. Thank and you so much for having me. I'm hoping that we can do this again. Absolutely. Your puppy was an absolute gentleman. Yes, you were. He behaved in he the behaved. end. He was a good boy. Um, if you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. And we will see you next time. And Michael, is there anything that you want to plug? Sure. Um, just go take a look at lbbmedia.org and you could see all the work that I do. What's the name of that work that we worked on? Uh, it's a web series. It's called Forever Hold Your Peace. The entire series is on YouTube. Forever Hold Your Peace. Starring Michael Lyons. And in a couple of episodes, me. That's right. Thank you for having me, Michael. You just listened to The Worst Thing You've Ever Done, a podcast where I explore the worst stories of my friends and strangers, each week with a special guest. Concept and editing by me, Brennan Joel Bartlett. Music by Anthony Babalacqua. Vocals by Kevin Lynch. Available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Copy RSS, and other platforms. Some names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Send your future emails to worstthingeverdone at gmail.com. Thank you, Andrew.